Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome everyone to Must Be Kingdom International Ministries blog talk show on tonight where we're still going over the measures of a man. Hallelujah. So I just want to thank each and every uh, person who has been with us for the past 14 weeks. We've gone over 14. Well, today will be the 14th characteristic, but we have 14 out of the 20 characteristics of a mature man or a mature leader because Many of you know we are leaders as men. God has called us leaders, not to say women aren't, but God has called us leaders in our family. We, and as we look through the Bible, we'll see that the men were leading, amen, in, in the ministry and ministry uh, as well. Um, so if you look in the Bible, it talks uh, about an Acts where uh, the apostle stated that uh they needed to go find seven qualified men uh, in the book of Timothy, and it speaks about it in Titus, where it gives the qualifications of a bishop and a deacon. These qualifications are characteristics of the man. So these are uh, qualifications uh, for those in leadership, and I believe it's one of the things that we have gotten away from uh, in these days, uh, as far as qualifying, making sure that our leaders are actually mature leaders, mature men, as well as mature women. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, just get another song going here, uh, get some praise and worship going, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Amen. Amen. I believe the Lord. Look for a generation of complete surrender. A generation that will say, I give myself away. I give myself away. So Somebody say it with everything in you. I give myself away. I give myself 
generation of surrender singing, I give myself away. That is positioned for God to do something incredible through this generation. I give myself away. A generation completely unafraid to lift up their voice and say, I give God, we're not afraid. We have no fear. We sing it. I give myself away. Say it to the generation of the earth who are longing and looking for you. Come on, say it. I give myself You're saying, God, here I am. I withhold nothing. I give you my everything. I give myself away. So you. I love not my life even unto death. I say, I give myself You might not even know what that completely means, but God's looking for a generation. I give myself Who will say it unashamed. Come on, lift up your voices one more time and say it. I give myself away. I give myself away. I give myself away. question God yes this is the word of agreement between heaven and earth oh yes Lord yes come on over this room from your heart we say yes say we say yes oh God we say yes 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 come on there's a surrender happening in this room we say yes to you, yes. We belong to you, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say we say yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We surrender. We say yes. Yeah. 
and chapter 3. So go ahead and get those. Makes no sense being on a line, a teaching line, and not take notes. Amen. It's through the notes that you're able to read those later and allow the word to penetrate, allow it to go deeper, and allow the Spirit of God to give you revelation and expound upon it. Amen. So go ahead and do what you need, and we'll come back and uh, head on into 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3. Amen. Amen. All right. Glory be to God. So, 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3, and it reads, This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospital, be giving to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine nor striker, not greedy of filthy liquor, but patient, not a brawler, not covenant, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in the subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? Not a novice, least be lifted up with pride. He fall into the condemnation of the devil. Hallelujah. The word is blessed. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. And I just pray, Father God, uh, that your spirit may take over from this point. Use me. Hallelujah. Speak mightily through me. Hallelujah, that we may receive what it is you have for us to receive. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. As with most of the characteristics we've looked at, uh, Paul's main concern here was about men who uh, consistently and habitually uh, demonstrated improper attitudes and actions. Improper attitudes and actions. I think we don't put enough emphasis on that because there's many leaders that uh, have inappropriate attitudes and actions behind the pulpits today. Amen. And I believe it comes from not qualifying. Amen. Not qualifying. We we see they have a doctor's degree or maybe they move prophetically or maybe they got a good hoop. You know, maybe they got a nice dance. Who knows? But the qualifications that are used by Paul that he passed to Timothy, I believe not, uh, aren't being used today. Would you agree? Amen. See, he was also concerned about the uh unpredictable person, the man who at times uh, uh, is a con, uh, what's the word, uh, con, 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 congenital, and at times seeming without provocation, uh, stirring up arguments and, 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 and throws of wrath uh, and a, 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 a just, 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 just causing havoc. You ever run into one of those type of individuals? Just, just 
causing havoc, taking the peace that may be in the atmosphere and just shifting it. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts chapter 15. I want to read something to you here real quick. Acts 15, verse 36. Amen. We're talking about a, an argumentative individual, one that that every time you try to talk, to, it's it's always debate. There's always, you know, and then they want you to, they, 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 it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Have you ever, you ever dealt with anyone like that? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we all have character flaws. And it's not to say that the individual is a bad person or anything like this. But the thing that we must do as leaders is we must take inventory of ourselves and make sure that we have, that we are mature. Amen. Because unmature leaders hurt sheep. And then they run off saying that the church hurt them. Amen. Or people in the church. Now, leaders, you got to realize and understand this. A captain of the ship, he says anything that goes on in the ship, it falls on him. Amen. So if someone does something and 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 and, and it affects the, the ship, the captain takes the blame. What am I saying? If something's going on in your church, it's on you. You the head. You must make sure that everything is running appropriately. Amen. But you know, they say that most things start from the head. So if there's some things going on, hallelujah, on the front line, you know, sometimes we need to check ourselves to make sure that it's not oozing from us. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 15, verse 36. Hallelujah. We're going to read to 41. 36 to 41. It says, in some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again. And visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Verse 37. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to to uh, the work and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus and Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended uh, by the brethren unto uh, grace unto the grace of God unto the grace of God and he went through Syria and Sicily, confirming the churches, confirming the churches. So the Bible tells us here that there was a little rift that came between Paul and Barnabas. Let me kind of explain to you what took place. Mark decided to leave as they were about to go and begin to minister, he decided to go do his own thing. So in this, as Paul is saying, hey, Barnabas, let's go and see how the churches are doing. Barnabas has a, a, a kind heart. He said, OK, well, let's take Mark. But see, Paul still had a 
I guess, a, a, a little uh, attitude. You know, have you ever, have you ever, you know, you know, you know, oh, you done left me the last time, so you ain't coming this time, type deal. You see, listen, we must understand that it's not wrong to disagree or challenge incorrect thinking or inappropriate behavior. Some of the the uh, uh, some of the godless people don't see eye to eye or uh, uh, agree on every occasion. So we just because you know we are both believers don't mean that we're supposed to agree on every single thing that comes about. And we see here that Paul and Barnabas had a little issue here. Now, uh, who was right? Who who was right? You see, being being of a forgiving heart, you would say, well, okay, well here, let's go and let's do this again, Mark, and let's see if we can if you if you stay with us, just stay with us this time, Amen. You see, I believe Barnabas did the right thing because that's what I believe Christ would do, Amen. Hallelujah. I think it's the flesh we get into our emotions sometimes. I believe Paul got into his emotions and said, no, I don't want him to come this time. He left us the last time. He ain't coming this time. You see, that's not the right attitude. And see, these are the type of attitudes that I see going on with leaders today. If somebody does something that offends them two or three weeks later, if they come to them or if there's something... They 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 make sure that they know that no, and this is the reason why. You see that that tit for tat type deal, and 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 that's that's not that's not what we're supposed to be doing, people. Not not as leaders, not as leaders. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I also believe Paul learned a significant lesson because uh, of this disagreement with Barnabas, with uh, which is later reflected. In his relationship with Timothy and uh, the other co-worker, he'd go to Colossians chapter 4 and verse 10. Let's take a look at it. I can tell you about it better than I can read about it. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Let's go to Colossians and we're going to go to chapter 4 and let's go down to verse 10. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. Astrosis. My fellow prisoner saluteth you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom ye received commandment, if he come unto you, receive him. Receive him. So if we see Paul became a more sensitive and gentleman without losing his strong commitment to carry out the Great Commission in the midst of tremendous opposition and difficulty. You see, so so when it comes to being con, 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 con I'm getting tongue tied, y'all. Con, con, contagious, contingence. Okay, this is not of God. We must we must uh, have a forgiving heart. We must we must have a forgiving heart. And, uh, you know, we've been, if you look at the stuff that uh, we've done in our lifetime and how the Lord has forgiven us, it's only right that we continue to do what God say do and forgive others. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. And, and what we're doing, we're just looking at different confrontations of the apostles. Because, listen, they didn't have it all wrapped up. They, they, weren't, they weren't all all together. You see, that's the thing about Christ. He picked, he picked individuals that did not have it all together. Amen. To where through his spirit and time, they, it all came together. Hallelujah. Through the power of the spirit of God. Go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. Let's take a look at uh, Paul's confrontation with Peter. Paul's confrontation with Peter. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 11, and we'll read down to verse 13. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain uh, certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision, fearing them that was with the circumcision. And the other Jews disassembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now listen, no other occasion Paul confronted Peter Yes, the great apostle Peter And accused him of being a hypocrite Now Paul meant no words In his letters to the Galatians I'm quite sure you, you, you know that letter there Amen I'm quite sure that you know that letter Where Paul uh, Paul and Peter were eating with the uh, Galatians And from that point when Jew, the Jews were coming, Peter separated himself so it didn't look like he was socializing with the uh, uh, Galatians. And so Paul uh, pulled his coattail. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we need to do that in love. Amen. As we see our brothers and sisters going about doing things that are not appropriate or not of God. You know, we're, we're not to turn the other cheek, amen, but we are to confront them and to correct them so that uh, those that are looking, because, you know, we're always being watched. So in being watched, amen, you see uh, others may start doing just like Barnabas Wynn and a whole bunch of others. So, you know, it can have a, uh, uh, an effect uh, by just turning the other cheek. Amen. So uh, Paul corrected Peter and uh, let him know, you know, the truth of the matter, that we all as one. We're all as one. Now, one thing, one thing is clear, though. God greatly used the apostles to carry out his work in the world. They are, were human, and they also made mistakes, just like us. Amen. Uh, they too were in the process of becoming mature in Christ Jesus, along with those that they were nurturing. So as you have sons and daughters in the Lord, 
underneath you, it doesn't mean that you have arrived because we are all still growing. No one has arrived. Amen. Glory be to God. All we can do is pass on what the spirit of the Lord has, has given us to the next person. Amen. And sometimes we have to listen to those that we are uh, nurturing because maybe they have something that we need. So, you know, there's no room for pride in the kingdom of God. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Mark chapter 3 and verse 17. Mark chapter 3 and verse 17. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. So the Bible reads in Mark chapter 3 and verse 17, it reads in James, the son of Zebedee and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Barnages, which is the son of thunder, the sons of thunder. Amen. One thing about the divine author of the scripture, uh, 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 the Holy Spirit, uh, he's honest and he expresses weakness as well as strength. Even in uh, God's greatest servant, James and John, uh, there's a classic example that they were so contentious at times that Jesus called them the sons of thunder because they were always at each other, always causing some type of ruckus. Amen. Glory be to God. Have you ever, I mean, have you ever, really, have you, have you ever uh, seen uh, leaders that, that, that just, just, it's always, it's either a debate, it's, it's something that causes a ruckus and it takes the peace out of the atmosphere. Amen. You see, mature leaders, they, you know when to just be quiet. You know, sometimes you have to choose your battle. Amen. And, 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 and most of the time, things aren't going to go your way. So we have to learn as mature leaders how to just accept that with a smile on our face. Amen. Instead of trying to get what we want by kicking and screaming in a mature fashion. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm. Yes, Lord. In Matthew 20, uh, verse 20 through 28, uh, if you're familiar with that scripture, uh, James and John's mother went up to Jesus and asked Jesus if they could sit one on the left and one on the right side of him. Amen. Now, that caused a lot of havoc. Just imagine if your your mother or your, you know, uh, your father came up and asked the leader, the, the pastor, if you could be the assistant pastor and try to manipulate or do whatever needs to be done to help you get that. You know, people would look at you and say, what is this? And so as the other 10 caught wind of this, it made them very angry. And it stirred up uh, 
uh, it made a big mess. Uh, James and John stirred up a, a hornet's nest <laughs> amongst the twelve based upon their desires. Amen. They were very contentious. They, 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 they <laughs> read, you read, read the gospels. You'll find out a little bit about the characteristics of a lot of the apostles as they were growing into maturity as us. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Uh, let's see. Now, now, yeah, let's, let, let's, let's talk about this here. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 42, because it was from this point that Christ taught on uh, serving the uh, servants being the first. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, and I think it's 42. Let me see. Yeah, 42, 42. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 10 and verse 42, we're going to read down. Let's go down to 45. It says, but Jesus called them to him and said unto them, ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister, and whosoever of you will be uh, the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So it was from them assuming that having such a great statute would put them in a high position with uh, James and John. But God, uh, Christ came back and he explained to them that the lowly, the servant, is the one that would get the first and those that are the first would get the last. So I'm trying to understand why do leaders have individuals carrying their bag? Because if they're a leader, or if they are a leader, I, I, I should be carrying their bags. I should be doing something because I'm a servant. Amen. And the best way to teach uh, on servanthood is to be a servant to others. Jesus washed the feet of the apostles. Why? To illustrate servanthood. Amen. See, Many want to talk about it, but they don't want to be about it. A lot of us want to philosophize and come up with all this knowledgeable stuff of the word like, so, that, so that individuals know that you know the word, but your walk does not, it, 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 they, don't, they don't line up. Amen? I, you know, let me tell you, I'm more concerned about my walk and my character than knowing the word, but I got to know the word in order to understand how I'm supposed to walk. So they both go hand in hand. But we got to put the walk with what we receive. That's why going over these series the way that I do, I try to make it, uh, uh, chop it down in little pieces so that we can get it and apply it, digest it, and then come back for more. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So yes, so, yes, we must be servants, the servant first, 
and the first shall be last. Amen. Amen. I, I, want, I want to read this part here in, in, in 42 again, where he said, you know that they which are accounted to rule, those rulers over the Gentiles, exercise lordship over them. Do you know any leaders that exercise lordship? See, that, the Spirit of the Lord is telling that's that is not what a mature leader would do. Because a mature leader understands that they are to serve, not to be served. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're all on a spiritual journey, people. We're all on a spiritual journey. There's there there's there's not one better than the other. Amen. There's not one better than the other. It's encouraging to know that the 12 men Jesus chose to change the world had human weaknesses, all of which had serious character flaws, including the apostle Paul. But God changed all that, not overnight, but over a process of time. Why, why am I sharing this? Because I want you to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. It's over a process of time. I think it was, yeah, it was Paul. Paul, it took him five years to go from thinking that he was the best apostle on the planet to being the sinner amongst sinners, the worst sinner of them all. His pride took him five years to squash it, to kill it. Five years. Uh, first, first John 3 and 16. I'm going to read this to you uh, just for time's sake. 1 John verse 3, 16. It reads this. Amen. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We ought to lay down our lives for for the brethren. Amen. The Apostle John was initially motivated by greed and selfishness. When he first uh, 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 began his ministry, it was, it was all about greed and selfishness. Years later, he wrote this passage of scripture so we can see that as the process, as his process went, he went from being uh, greedy and selfish to giving and selfless. You see, the Spirit of God has a way of going inside of you and transforming you to where it shows on the outside. Amen? Hallelujah. How many of you, just take a little time here real quick. And look at yourself and see when you first begin uh, ministering or, or if you're a leader, you first got into the position or are those that have come into the things of God. Can you see where God has transformed some areas of your life that you don't do things 
that you used to do, or maybe you don't react the way you used to. Maybe you don't, uh, 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 there's something that God has shifted and changed if you have worked side by side with him on these things. Amen. I think that's one of the big problems as well, is that we're not working along with God. We're working against God. God is over here doing something, and you way over here making a mess. Amen. So what we need to do is ask God, where is he working in our life, and lead us to join him so that we can work with him and we can get through uh, the particular Law or whatever he's working on in us a lot faster. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 17 and verse 20. Jesus prayer for unity. Jesus and his prayer for unity. You know, that's one of the things that the church is lacking, but I believe that with everything that is going on on the earth right about now, that we are beginning to see pastors in communities all coming together and trying to put uh, things together to better uh, the community as a unit, not as separate entities uh, trying to uh, outdo the other. And this is what Christ uh, desired uh, in those days as well as today. Amen. 17 and 20 reads this. Hallelujah. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one as the as though Father art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Amen. That thou has sent me. Listen, there is no concept more important in the scriptures than unity. This was one of Christ's greatest concerns, knowing that the time was quickly coming for him to complete the work he had come to do. On the earth, he prayed an earnest prayer to the Father for the disciples and us, and us. Let's go to verse 23 real quick. It says this, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So with Christ in us, amen, we ought to connect through the love of Christ in us, all flesh put aside, amen. 
See, God is particularly pleased when we strive to create unity within the body of Christ. This is why, according to James, amen, here's some other scriptures that you can read about pertaining to unity. Romans chapter 12 and verse 16. Also, verse 18 in the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 14. And verse 19, Romans chapter 15, verse 5 and 6, and Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 3. Unity is important, people. If you look, the family structure has been torn apart. There's Hardly any unity in the family structure. The Bible says a house divided shall not stand. A tribe divided shall not stand. Why? Because if they're divided, they're not going to fight together. Amen? Amen? They'll be able to get overtaken. So we as a body, the body of Christ, how can we be a body when we're divided? The body needs to unify and stay in in the lane and in the body part in which you were assigned to be so that we can move on the earth as the body of Christ, as Christ is in us. Hallelujah. And I'm believing, I'm believing with everything that's coming down the pike that we will begin to unify and come together. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter if we're the little pinky or the little toe, hallelujah, or a thumb, hallelujah, or a shoulder. But whatever or wherever God has us, we are grateful and we will fulfill our purpose well. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's take a look at some root causes for being contentious. Amen. Argumentative. Amen. Our sin nature. Our sin nature goes against everything of God. Amen. If we looked at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, hallelujah, it says this, Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, and so on and so forth. Amen. So operating from a fleshly nature, amen, you're going to begin, you're going to uh, be contentious with others, amen. Then we have bad role models. You have to remember, you know, a child does what they see. You see, you ever see a, a kid, they just repeat, they repeat what they hear their mom say. Sometimes they say a, a bad word because their mom's always, or their dad's always cursing. So you got this kid, two years old, walking around cursing, and then you got everybody laughing like it's funny. That ain't funny. That ain't funny. Amen. Bad role models. Then we have bad habits. We got bad habits. Now, 10 times out of 10, we pick up the bad habits from the bad role models. Amen. Our people that we're around. 
These are the roots, some of our contentiousness, amen, insecurity. Being insecure can make us contentious because we are believing something that maybe isn't or not having the security in ourselves that keeps us on edge. And then we have bitterness. Bitterness. You know, bitter, bitterness is not a good thing. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, they say things like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing because, you know, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna say because if, I know if I say something, then it's gonna start. But you know, but in the back of your mind, you can't stop thinking about what it is that you should have said, but you didn't say. And so, as you continue to hold on to that thing, it becomes anger, and that anger becomes bitter. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, real quick. Let me read that real quick. It says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So if there's an issue, don't let the sun go down on it. Don't let the sun, don't let fear keep you from speaking and saying what you need to speak or say. If you don't want to do it face-to-face, call them on the phone. Send them this. This is what people do these days. They send text messages. That way, that that way, they ain't even got to read it. They can just send it, and they ain't even got to read the reply. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Twenty-seven reads this: Neither give place to the devil. Verse twenty-seven. Because see, when you have that bitterness, you have that anger, and you just sit on it, you're giving a door for the enemy to come in and cause havoc. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. All right. So let's look at some points of action on all 14 of these characteristics. Well, all 20, there are points of actions, things that you can do to better yourself uh, pertaining to that actual characteristic. And today is contention. So let's see what uh, we have here. So number one is elevate, elevate, attempt to isolate the root problem that causes you to be contentious. Reflect on the answers to the following questions. Okay. Now answer these questions. Am I contentious because of bad habits? Is that why? Am I contentious? Because of open insecurity. Because of insecurity. Or am I contentious because of a root of bitterness? A root of bitterness. Or just ask yourself if none of those, it's none of those three. Why am I? Was it a, did I have a bad role model? I mean, did I grow up in an unhealthy environment? Why am I this way? Okay, so now we got that. Now, number two, confess your sin. Now, no matter what the cause of your contention is, confess it. Confess it. And seek God for forgiveness. 
Now, to back that, you can go to 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1. Matter of fact, I'm going to read that to you real quick. 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9 reads this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, that's a promise. So once you find out why the root of that, then confess it. And God will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now, from that point, ask for forgiveness. Those who have shown, you have shown this uh, uh, character flaw to, ask them to forgive you. Make amends. You know, when you go back and you make amends to someone, you know, you, 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 you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for yourself. Because you're, you're getting a weight off of you. And you come to find that people that you go back and you ask forgiveness of these things, they respect you. Not all. Now, you have some of some people may may have some issues and say all kind of crazy stuff. But, you know, you got to sit there and take it. Keep your side of the street clean. Don't don't come back and to ask for forgiveness and then, you know, find yourself in a position to where, you know, things then got out of hand. Amen. All right. After that, we're going to put on the armor of Christ. Put on the armor. Put on Christ. Amen. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the shoes of peace. Put on the helmet of salvation. Carry the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. And put on the cloak of zeal. Put on Jesus as you make your way out of the door. Amen. And and uh, out into the world. Amen. Another thing that you can do is you can set goals. Write out a specific goal that relates to your specific problem with a specific person. And read that goal every day. And uh, use them as personal prayers if you like. And request if you are in a contentious uh, 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 environment with your family, uh, you may want to write out something like uh, like this here. Let's see. Uh, I will start. Uh, I will not start any quarrels when we are eating together, or I will listen to what others are saying without automatically disagreeing with them. Little things like that. I mean, you know what you do, you know. So write that out, you know, and read that to yourself. Get that in your your cranium, you see, so that when you begin to go there, your you will say, wait a minute, back it up, you see. And then another thing that you can do is you can take an inventory of yourself at the end of the day. How did I do? Was I con- con- contentious with anyone today? Why? 
and then go back and make an amends. Apologize to them. Because, see, the more you do that, you'll say this, I'm getting tired of apologizing to folks. Been there, did this, y'all. You get tired of apologizing. And so what you do is you catch yourself because you do not want to have to come back and apologize again. And especially if it's the same person over and over and over again. It gets kind of kind of monotonous after some time. Amen? Amen. All right. Last but not least, be accountable. Be accountable. In uh, James chapter 5 in verse 16, James chapter 5 in verse 16, it reads this. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So confess. Find yourself an accountability partner or an accountability group to hold you accountable. And what you come to find is if you have an accountability partner, they become your prayer partner as well. And from that point, you guys begin to develop a a, a really tight-knit relationship because iron sharpens iron. Amen? Amen? And see, the more you know about a person, the greater the bond. Amen? People of God, this is a this is not a time and this is not a season to be arguing and fighting and grumbling with people, especially family members and those that you care about. Amen. I mean, there's enough anger and resentment and bitterness in the world with everything that's going on right now. We are leaders. We are leaders. We are to walk in love. Yes, we're going to get angry, but a mature Christian, a mature man knows how to be angry but not sin. Amen? Now, again, these characteristics are goals to reach, and I decree and declare that each and every person within the sound of my voice will reach the plateau on each of these 20 characteristics that they may walk as Christ walked upon the earth. Amen. Glory be to God. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for this time, this opportunity, Lord, to go over this characteristic, being contentious, argumentative. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, if this is anyone within the sound of my voice, I pray right now that through your spirit, Lord God, You will speak through your anointing, Father God. You will break the yoke, Father God. Hallelujah. That you give them the willingness to be willing, Father God, to do and take the proper steps to overcome and overthrow this character flaw. Hallelujah. That in your time, your timetable, Father, they will walk upright. Hallelujah. And we will give you the glory and the praise as they overcome whatever characteristic they need to work on. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. I just want to 
welcome or thank each and every person for coming online with us. Amen. Hallelujah. We will be having uh, our power surge tomorrow, our prayer line power surge on tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll be moving prophetically. We'll be having many, a uh, couple prophets here that will be prophesying and moving uh, in the spirit. And if you're an up and coming or uh, 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 individual that uh, wants to learn more about the prophetic, hallelujah, this would be a great opportunity for you to come on and get in the prophetic atmosphere and allow the anointing of the prophetic to fall upon you and activate what's in you. Amen. So uh, the flyers will be up. Hallelujah. We'll be on uh, this number, the same number that you have called in on today. Hallelujah. And if you're listening to this via podcast, you can call 515-605-9839. Amen. That's the number to our live showing. Hallelujah. So come and join us. Amen. Hallelujah. And allow the spirit of God, hallelujah, to move upon you in Jesus name. And remember, walk by faith, not by sight. We'll see you on tomorrow. If not tomorrow, we'll see you next week. God bless you and have a fantastic day.